Warning, the following podcast contains sexually explicit and violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. A prestigious college in a small town on the American East Coast. A former monastery turned into a Christian dormitory. Male and female students inhabiting separate houses. It should be the safest place to get your education were it not for the fact that some students are true monsters. John Becker playing Kylie, Yorin playing Morgana, and Monica playing Sam and Fuck Mary Kill, a Monster Hearts 2 game run by Tillman. Come join our Discord chat and please consider supporting Twin Cities by Night on Patreon. Okay, and let's jump back in with Morgana and Alicia. Morgana, you really feel like, ah, uh, you overstepped the line, maybe. I mean, Alicia, she's being very nice with you still, but you can tell she's like drinking the wine rather fast. And yeah, the conversation is like not very personal. What do you think about this situation, though? Like what's going on in your head? Morgana is thinking a bunch of things. I think she's among others thinking, damn, I blew it. And I'm not going to get any over here. So I may want to find it somewhere else. She is also thinking, I cannot have Alicia awkward out on me while I want to frame Erica. Because I don't do well with authority. I know that. But she has crossed the line by ruining my entire evening. I'm not. Morgana is not going to let that go. Not that easily. So she too is drinking her wine slightly faster than she should. So that she, at the end of the bottle, can be like, well, uh, wine is gone. And I guess so am I. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's get the, the glasses to the, to the kitchen area. Yeah, sure. Give me, like, I'm passing the kitchen area basically when I'm walking from your room to mine. I'll bring them. And she's going to take the glasses and walk to the door. Yeah. Alicia stands up and freezes in place. What? Is something wrong? Uh, you, you made a good pick. The wine was very nice. Thank you. I know. Um, good night, then? Yeah, if you're not going back to the party, then yeah. Oh, uh, no, I'm not, uh, not feeling like it. Okay. That's fine. Hey, sleep well. And she's going to leave. Unless Alicia is actively holding her back. No, not at all. Okay, then she's just going to leave, walk to the kitchen, put the glasses on the counter. You don't and... even quite make it there. Ooh. Because you see Antoine briskly walking into the, into the hallway coming from the, the old house. And he's yelling out for Lydia. Like he's calling her name and you hear something in French. and her name again, and he pauses. Um, have you seen Lydia anywhere? Did she come here? Uh, last I saw her, she was talking to you. What's up? I went from the bathroom and she disappeared. She probably went either to her room or back to the party. Don't worry about it. I, I didn't see her at the party. It's been like 15 minutes, so that's why I'm here to check her room. I don't know what's going on. I... I don't know if I have, like, breached a boundary with her. Like, I don't think I have, but 
I'm like uncomfortable. And you're telling me this. Why? Like, I can just step to the side here. I will make space. Go. You know where her room is. Okay, so you haven't seen her. No, I just told you. The last time I saw her, she was talking to you. Okay. He, like, walks past you. And he, like, checks the, the name tags and goes up to a room. And you can tell he's, like, trying to gauge whether there's light in the room. And there probably isn't. And he gives it, like, a light knock and waits. Gives it another knock. Calls for Lydia. And then he just kind of turns around and heads back to the old house. When he passes me again, I'm just going to grab my phone and say, Hey, Antoine, use this one. I know you have one. And then move to the kitchen. I already did that. Don't worry about it. She can take care of herself. Cool. I'll keep it in mind when you randomly disappear. Yeah, thank you. Don't need your help. And she's going to leave the glasses on the kitchen uh, counter. Check her phone because she hasn't. Well, she has checked it a little bit while talking to Ashley. Or, was it Ashley? No, it's not Ashley. Alicia. <laughs> she has checked her phone a little bit while uh, talking to Alicia, but not de- like not in depth. And she's going to shoot Kylie a message saying, "Yo." I know you are, I know you can, hmm. yo, I know losing Erica would also benefit you. Want to help me? Uh, close her phone and walk back to the party. Unless there's the storm of messages on her phone too. Do you by chance have a string on Kylie? I don't, but I have a sympathetic token. I don't quite recall how they work, but I trust you that you will use it at the right time. As far as I understood it the sympathetic tokens work the same as strings you gain power from sympathetic tokens yeah they count as strings i don't know how you want to interpret it but i kind of interpreted it as a more permanent string oh i do have a string on kylie actually but i also have the sympathetic token because she gave me a black stoned necklace yeah you could use that to tempt her to help you that's basically what I wanted to point out. Uh, but I think they are not permanent. Like you can't keep using the sympathetic token as a string. Strings are consumable and so are the tokens. That's fair. I'm not going to use it yet. The first one, uh, gauge where she's at without me influencing that. That's fair. You can still get back to that. What do you do now? She's gonna walk to the staircase to go back to the party. Then remember that she has something in her room. And turn back for a little witchy ritual. So she's going to pass. And she's not going to pass the room because she had to walk to the kitchen to get to her room. So she's just going to walk to her room, go in, light a bunch of candles, lock the door, um, and sit and meditate for a bit. And while she does that, she focuses heavily on Erica and imagines... Let me see, like, do I need anything? Oh, I need a sympathetic token for that. Hmm. She's not going to do that. I know where Erica's room is, right? Yes. Cool. Since you already set up the ritual, you could use it to stare into the abyss. To, like, get answers to questions that you might have. Ooh, tempting. 
Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to to she's she all of a sudden realizes that what she wants to do cannot happen, but that she could alter the ritual just a little bit so that she can indeed stare into the abyss. All right, since you set up a ritual, uh, I'm giving you a plus one and you roll your dark. I rolled an eight. Okay, so on a seven to nine, the abyss shows you confusing and alarming visions, but you get your answers nonetheless. So what are you demanding from the abyss? I know, I want to know where Erica has been all day in the hopes of finding some gossip that I can use. Okay, so... You get visions, you see Erica as if you were standing behind her, following her steps, and you feel distress coming from her about the upcoming party, really wanting to uh, enjoy it to the fullest, but also there seems to be an immense amount of fear related to that. And you see Erica doing her jogs, and it appears she, at first you think maybe she's running away from her fear, but uh, you're getting the feeling she's running because of her fear. Running keeps her fear at bay, and she knows she has to do a very good job today. She has to run many more miles than she has ever before. She's really not performing too well. And you get a thought into your head, what would it be like to be in her skin? Would that be a good way to continue? Would that allow you to hide among the crowd? But you feel Erica is not the right one for that. And you know you will have to look elsewhere. And with that, your vision ends. So she's coming out of this trance. (gasps) Hide among the crowd? Those were not my thoughts. She's going to take her book in which she writes down all the visions that she has ever had and takes notes upon notes on everything that she saw, notes on the feelings that she experienced, both from Erica as well as this other thing being like, hey, I need to hide in plain sight. I need to find the right one, wondering whether she would be the right one. Also finding that scary at the same time. And... She's going to leave it at that for now. She, I think she ha- feels like she has meddled with magics enough for now. She'll keep the revenge on Erica for a later time where she has a better ability to get that sympathetic token from her. Because for some reason, people have been coming in and out of this hallway all evening First looking for Erica and then looking for Lydia. Lydia is missing. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) She's going to check her phone and text Lydia. Yo, Antoine was looking for you. You okay? It appears Antoine has since also asked the group chat. Basically, have you seen Lydia? Does anyone know whether she went to bed or whether or whatever else has happened? Then he puts like... I don't want to find out that she has run away and then like sad emoji. Uh, what are the res- are there any responses yet? Basically, like a few uh, people saying, "Oh no, I haven't seen her. What happened?" And like other people being 
less friendly with him and they're basically like what did you do and then many question marks and exclamation marks going to text antoine directly and say haven't seen lydia yet i'm gonna look outside you can join me if you want uh he texts back can you check the women's bathrooms please i'll just shoot him a thumbs up he puts down like thx and then uh uh writes something down i check the parking lot etc okay she's gonna leave that on red and uh head to the bathroom first on the floor itself check there and then downstairs but first on the bathroom on this floor yeah she's definitely not there the lights were off no one is here right now and then she's going to head downstairs and check the bathroom over there pretty sure he was able to check that but for good measure yeah you find megan is huddled over like the trash bin and Jennifer is leaning against the wall. She's obviously like getting very bored and annoyed by this point. You come in and Jennifer says, don't mind us. Nothing to see here. Oh God, trash can. Megan, next time use the toilet so you can just flush it and we don't have to sit here with the stink. Um, we started with that and then we moved on to this. Did you at least lock the store, the stall? What do you mean? Like, why did you move to the bin? Why? Uh, well, um, little Miss Lightweight over here complained to me that she was afraid of getting up because everything was spinning so fast. Get Jamie and get her to bed. Why should... What? Jamie? Why? Because Erica is gone. Last time I checked, which was hours ago, she was already drunk as hell. So she cannot do it anymore. Get, get, get her to bed. She has, seriously, grow up. I'm only three years older. Yeah. Am I three years older? She technically doesn't even live here. I don't really want her in my bed. And Kylie isn't answering. I'm not surprised. This really sounds like a you problem and not like a her problem. I mean... Well, actually, it sounds like a her problem and she's nodding towards Megan on the floor. Well, yes. Megan is not on the floor. She's just like... Leaning into the trash can, breathing really heavily. Like, I was imagining that she was at least sitting on the floor, kneeling on the floor in front of the trash can. Nah, uh, I assume the trash can, maybe I didn't explain it well, it's like fairly high up. Ah, yeah. So you can like dispose a lot of waste in there. Uh, but she's leaning against the wall, huddled over it, basically holding onto the sink, maybe. Oh, God. Uh, anyway... That's not what I came here for. I didn't come here to teach you how to hold your alcohol and how to deal with alcohol poisoning. Um, have you seen Lydia? Um, don't think so. I think she doesn't go to the communal bathrooms, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. I just thought I'd check. Why? I, I mean, I, I read the text, but like, isn't she just in her bedroom or something? Nah. Lights are off. She's not answering her phone. She's not answering anyone. Okay, that that's not good. Like, she's not even answering to Antoine directly. <laughs> yeah. Wonder why. What did I miss? You know something? Oh, I mean, I don't understand what they're, like, talking about, but I'm pretty sure he's making, like, advances to her, and she's probably very uncomfortable. 
And the only reason she's like around him is because he speaks French. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you see her, just text a group message or text Antoine directly. He seems very worried. And what I'm thinking is she was freaked out by the party and had enough of Antoine and she's taking a midnight stroll through the woods. Yeah, because that's the most sane thing anyone has ever done around here. Oh, wait, we're basically living in a monastery. Never mind. And with that, she's going to leave the communal bathroom and text Antoine, bathrooms are a bust. And text a group chat, Megan is puking, avoid the communal bathroom. Let's cut to Kylie and Sam. You are on your way back to the dormitory, reading what's going on in the group chat. Sam, what are you wearing right now? I believe you like partially ripped your outfit at least. Well, his jeans are intact. His shoes never came off, but his shirt, the buttons are, some of them are missing and part of the sleeve is torn. So he's just kind of walking around disheveled and hating every second of it because to him, his appearance is everything. Yeah, that needs to go into the trash. You can't be seen with that, right? Correct. So Kylie, what are you making of those things in the group chat? She's she's a bit annoyed that her her little minions can't seem to handle stuff on their own when she saw that Morgana put in that, you know, to avoid the bathroom. And the Lydia thing. I mean, is Lydia prone to doing something like this? She's she's kind of an outcast. Kylie would have probably talked to her just a few times out of politeness, but she doesn't know her very well. Okay. So Sam, you are picking up a scent going down the hill that doesn't fit. You smell the breeze, the wet grass, the start of fall, the decaying leaves on on the soil, but you also smell a distinctly metallic odor. And what you would uh, consider is like bile. And you get the feeling like the the hairs in the back of your neck are standing up again. You get the feeling there's probably another wolf here, maybe, who has just made a kill. Sam is kind of looking at Kylie as she's looking at her phone and, you know, kind of grumbling about her squad. And suddenly he's hit with that smell. And at first it's nature, but there's something else. So he keeps kind of digging in his mind until he finds that that iron rich taste in the back of his throat from the scent. And he suddenly, because of his sex move, he's very concerned about Kylie's safety. Uh, He knows that there's something else around. And from what he can tell, it may be another wolf, which kind of excites him, but also worries him a little bit that he's not the only one. And he kind of pulls Kylie close and says, we've got to get out of here. Uh, It's not safe. Something's happened. Kylie hasn't heard Sam talk like that before. So she, she instantly becomes alert to how he's reacting to the surroundings and goes, okay, so back to our dorms, back to the party. Yeah. You know what? Um, let's make a quick stop on my dorm so I can, you know, change and then we'll go back to the party. Okay. I, I want to stay around you as long as I can. I, I want to be around a lot of people. Like I, I want to make sure that the people know where I am at all times. And at this point it's that he's starting to kind of recall how Morgana 
saw him, you know, going into his darkest self. And he's worried that whatever damage this other wolf may have done could be pinned on him. So he wants to make sure that everybody can see him at all times, that he has an alibi for the rest of the evening. And of course, you know, he has Ryan, then he has Kylie, and then hopefully other people at the party will see him and talk to him. And if anything happens, it won't be him who's on the chopping block. So I would like you to make a roll, depending on how afraid you are of the situation right now. Either you can try to keep your cool and basically be collected uh, while you approach the dormitory, or you can just go with your volatile stat and go as fast as possible and use your runaway move, whichever you think is more fitting. Right now, he's panicking a little bit so i think his instinct would be to run away so what would you like me to roll that's your volatile so 2d6 plus your volatile stat nine okay on a seven to nine you get away but you choose one you run into something worse you cause a big scene or you leave something behind i'm gonna go with i run into something worse kylie have you put on your heels again so far Back down the hill, there was no reason not to unless it was uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, if it's been rainy and kind of cold, she would put her heels back on. Okay, so now you're struggling a little bit. Like, Sam is pulling on you again, and now it's going downhill. You're kind of tumbling over your feet, and then he wants to, like, take a shortcut over the grass, and you're protesting at first, and then your left leg, like, hooks into something soft, but also very heavy. And you feel yourself falling over. What the hell? And she'll like kind of pick herself up, mad that she's got a little bit of grass stains on her outfit now, and look to see what caused her to fall. You look on the ground, and it's very dimly lit by like these sodium gas lamps. So it's like this yellow to orange glow around you but basically you only make out you can't really make out color of course the light has color but everything appears kind of gray to you but you assume you're looking like at a a butchered animal of sorts it looks like uh, you have pieces of meat and bone in front of you you're pretty sure you're standing in blood now that you take a closer look And cue Kylie going hysterical because this is not like, if that's what she thinks it is, she's like, has never grown up around any of that sort of stuff. And she's, you know, the grass stains aren't like fully grass stains, it's blood. And she just starts screaming. Sam, how do you react? When Kylie goes down, he kind of, her hand slips out of his grasp and he because he's walking so fast, he takes a couple steps without her before hearing that that thump of her hitting the the wet grass. And he turns around and I'm imagining because he's a wolf, he can see a lot better at nighttime than she can. And he's seeing that she stumbled over a carcass. What type of carcass, he doesn't know yet. But he tries to help her get up before she notices. But of course, when she smells the blood and, and just sees what she tumbled over and she starts screaming that 
he starts kind of like freaking out with her and he's like, shit. Oh shit. Oh shit, Kylie. Oh, oh shit. Don't look, don't look, turn away, turn away. Come on. I'll, I'll help us get out of here. Just don't look. What you can make out with your more keen eyes is pieces. It appears like you as a wolf would do this to like rip apart your prey. You would rip pieces from it, but these are scattered and they're very large and bones are broken. There is no piece of skin or hair or fur or whatever. He immediately starts to replay the night's events because Sam is so focused on not losing his cool and not turning into his darkest self that he replays the whole evening. He makes sure that, you know, what happened with Ryan was real. The party was real. Kylie was real. But then he has that moment where he's in the chapel and he had that vision of that mumble rapper guy that got hit by the car when he was riding his bike. And he's wondering if at that moment, like maybe he just lost control and he, he killed something and just came back for Kylie. So at this point, he's being very rational and he he looks at her and says, I was, I, I was with you the whole time, right, Kylie? The whole time, right? We, I saw you at the party. We left the party. We came on the hill. We fucked around in the chapel. I, I was with you the whole time. You know that, right? What are you talking about? Yes. What? Something did this, Kylie. This isn't... I don't know how much you should know, but something did this, it, it, but I just need you to know it wasn't me. I wouldn't be this sloppy. I don't know what, I just, fuck, this is going to get pinned on me. I know it. The little witch bitch is going to find out somehow and she's going to pin it on me. I need you to tell me that I was with you the whole time. I'm not making this up, right? This couldn't have been me. It, it takes a moment for things to kind of click into place because of just what happened, but she'll, she'll finally stand up, grab Sam by the the shoulders and look directly into his eyes and go, you were with me the whole night. Now give me your fucking shirt so I can start cleaning up this. uh, I just don't want to touch it. He takes off what's left of his shirt and he hands it to her. And as you know, he's kind of patting her down to get the leaves off her and everything as she's wiping the blood. But he's so paranoid. He starts like looking around his shoulder. He just kind of expects somebody to just pop up out of nowhere and catch them. So he's like, Kyla, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Well, just put your little cloak thing on. Well, you're all red anyway. You could just say it's fake blood. I'll sneak him to the dorm. We'll, we'll change, we'll shower, and then we'll just act like nothing happened. Nothing happened. We didn't see anything, right, Kylie? That brings up a good question. What does Kylie think is going on? Like, how does she understand the situation right now? She just thinks that it was a random, like random animal carcass that she tripped over we're we're near a wood so it makes sense that there is wildlife that happens and and to see sam freak out over it so much confuses her because in her mind it's like well we're just gonna go talk to somebody and let them know like the groundskeeper be like hey there was a animal carcass like you should go clean it up before people see it or something so to her it's like it's not as big of a deal and she doesn't understand per se why sam is freaking out so much and assuming that people are going to blame him yeah he's always very self-centered isn't he and overly dramatic he he is sam you your mind is like racing right now and you have all these open questions so would you use your stare into the abyss ability right now No, because that means he would have to 
stay still and put himself in a trance-like state. I don't think he has the capability right now, given his like just manic moment that he's having to even be able to attempt it. That's like the last thing on his mind. Yeah, you shut that part of yourself out. You, you are in fight or flight mode still, or now especially. And then I read a suggestion in the chat that I liked a lot. So Morgana, I think you want to chime in. How can we set that up? I'm interested. Well, Morgana did say that she was going to check outside to find Lydia. So after popping into the bath or popping out of the bathrooms, she texted Antoine saying bathrooms were a bust. And she is saying to her texting might be in the forest or might be outside. And she's going to take a stroll towards the chapel because it's one of the things that is close and another building. Yeah, and if then, you walk along this walkway besides the fields, your vision to the field is kind of impaired because there's like brushery and trees and also there are no lamps on the field. But then you can very clearly hear like the distressed voice of Sam yelling out, stop that, you're all red anyway. No one can tell it's that you're full of blood. Let's just go to the dormitory and we haven't seen anything. Did I also hear the the scream of Kylie before? Oh yeah, probably. I forgot about that. But yeah, you would have been outside already. Yeah, so that combined with what Morgana knows about Sam means that she is going to rush to wherever that sound came from. Are you enjoying the content that we put out? Then please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to see the feedback. And it really helps us reach new listeners every day.